who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Even hardened genre fans will find themselves whimpering at each new revelation. Publishers Weekly. The Infected Trilogy is an unabridged three-season audio fiction series from number one New York Times best-selling novelist Scott Sigler. Infected is a marvel of gonzo in-your-face up-to-the-minute terror. Lincoln Child, New York Times best-selling author of Relic and the Pendergrass series. 88 episodes, 53 hours of horror are free and available now wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. This is Noah Daniels and Kat and JJ are not on this episode as we are recording at a special time of the day. It's actually 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today. And the reason we're recording at that time is because we have a guest from Malta. And we also have a special co-host today, Stephanie Strange. You know her from BuzzFeed, the Travel Channel, and her all-around social media presence. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We're excited to have you here. And we have an awesome guest today for everyone. It's Julia. She, like I said, is from Malta. I saw some tattoos of hers on Reddit, of all places. And something told me that there may be a bit of a spooky side to her. So I reached out and she was kind enough to agree to come on the podcast. Julia, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Stoked to have you here. Stephanie, it has been a minute since Real Hauntings has caught up with you. So I would love for you just to kind of update everybody where you are in life, as I know you recently just moved into a new home. Yeah, so I um, uprooted my life from Denver and moved to Southern California. So to be closer to my family, but also, uh, you know, jobs, you know, job opportunity. I, as you mentioned, like I work for BuzzFeed. So been at the studio, been doing some fun stuff out there. So I'm excited, uh, you know, to just like actually see people that I've been literally talking uh, to through like a computer, you know, (laughs) Uh, it's so crazy when you meet people in real life, you're like, oh yeah, I've been talking to you through (laughs) this virtual world, basically. Absolutely. And if people want to check out your content, what's the best way for them to find that? You can check out my TikTok, uh, Stephanie, S-T-E-F-F-A-N-Y underscore strange. um, And also on YouTube, same spelling without the underscore and my Instagram with the underscore. 
Yeah, I always enjoy senior content and of course, excited to have you here to see what the next chapter for you is creatively. I'm currently trying to convince Stephanie to do a couple episodes for Real Haunting. So hopefully we can get that done and get that out in the near future. But let's jump to our guest, Julia. She was kind enough to jump on at 9 p.m. her time and talk about Ghost with us. So Julia, you are from Malta, which I don't think very much of our audience has probably visited. Um, you were kind of surprised that I even knew where it was. How would you describe an average citizen of Malta? Are they likely to believe in ghosts? Is there much of a relationship with the supernatural there? I'm not really sure. People here are very Catholic. Okay. So, you know, Satan and whatever mm -hmm. is in a lot of people's minds. So maybe ghosts are there too. I've met a lot of people who don't believe and a lot of people who do. Yeah, that makes I think, sense. I think the older people believe more than people nowadays, you know. Have either of you watched the show Evil? I, it's been recommended so many times by our audience and I finally started watching it this week. And it's all about like a skeptic who is a psychologist and then a priest who does exorcisms and they're in the Ooh. Catholic church. One reason people rec recommended it to me with the podcast, because they said there's a lot of stuff we talked about on there, like the shadow man and uh, night mm -hmm. terrors and that stuff. And when you said Catholic church, that's immediately uh, what that reminded me of. So I would be another one to recommend that back to the yeah. audience if you haven't seen it, but uh, it's a pretty cool show. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting that you bring up the whole like Catholic thing. I feel like that's a lot in a lot of countries in Latin America, uh, you know, I grew up in, it's interesting because my mom, she's more of like, she believes in like Santeria, Brujeria, like kind of like witchcraft and all of that stuff. Um, she's open to it, but it's like, she almost deals with this weird, like paradox where on one end she's religious. She grew up in a Catholic home, but then like now she converted to Mormonism and in order to be a Mormon, you don't like, I mean, my understanding, right? I correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but like in my understanding with Mormons, it's like they don't believe in spirits, they don't believe in the supernatural. And at least like through my experience, so it's so weird how she has like this weird like duality to her religion and her faith. And I feel like that happens a lot in Latin America, where you know, if you're Catholic, you're really drawn to the supernatural, like it's so embedded in the religion, at least through my experience, right? Uh, at least in like when I meet a lot of people who are from Latin America. And, but then if they, you know, especially if you become more Westernized, you can move to the States, for example, it's like, you want to believe in it because it's your religion. But on the other hand, you fear it. So you don't want to believe in it. Um, I had a neighbor, he also grew up in a very like Mexican Catholic household. And for them, like they believed in demons, but they didn't believe in, in spirits. I'm like, wait, what, how does that work? So it's this interesting duality, how like, yeah, you can be Catholic and believe in these things but there might be this duality to you. And th I think that's kind of like what you were saying. It reminded me of that, of like, there might be older folks that believe in that stuff. And then the younger folk who are dealing with this duality of like, I grew up in this household, the Catholic household, but maybe like that isn't the way, you know, I don't know. <laughs> More people like nowadays don't exactly believe in religion or are not religious. So I think that's more like where it comes from, if that makes sense. Yeah. Of like sure. not believing in the ghosts and the, and the whatever, you know? Yeah. And speaking of ghosts, we love to find out where our guests are on what we call the believe meter uh, zero, meaning you don't believe in ghosts at all. And 10 ghosts are absolutely real. Julia, where do you fall on that scale? 
I'm like at a five because there are times where I'll be like, no, I don't believe. And then, you know, the one story that did happen to me, I was like, um, this is kind of weird, you know? Yeah. I mean, I obviously have read your story and it's truly horrifying. So I'm excited <laughs> to share that with the audience. And Stephanie, just to refresh our audience, where do you fall on that scale? Oh gosh, I'm like a 10. Oh no. <laughs> I'm so I'm to 10. I used to be atheist and skeptical, which is, you know, there, there there's different, you know, realms within that. Uh, but I had a lot of weird experiences. I'm like, I can't explain this. And I even saw like shadow people uh, in a haunted uh, plantation ones. So I just, yeah, it's, I got, I've seen some crazy stuff. <laughs> And I think I'm probably at about an eight, a solid eight at this point. When I started this podcast, I was like at a four. So that tells you what doing 150-ish episodes of hearing ghost stories will do to you. <laughs> well, Julia, so you're in Malta. Have you been there your entire life? Yes, I was raised, I mean, born, raised, you know, I never really left to go live anywhere else. In Malta... Like I said, and and you had stated to me previously, a lot of people may not be familiar with it. Can you tell us a little bit about Malta? So it's a very historical place if you're into that stuff, but I can't really help you on that subject because I was really bad at school. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a small island. There are three islands and it's right under Sicily. We don't show on a world map. We're so tiny. There are like 500,000 people, I think, that live in Malta, which is quite a lot of people for such a tiny island. When you said that you're so tiny that you don't show up on a map, I kind of like giggled a little bit because my husband, um, he grew up in Alaska. So he always talks about Hawaii and Alaska and how people don't acknowledge, like on the opposite spectrum, how people don't acknowledge how Alaska, the state of Alaska in the United States is so big so big and on a map it looks like it's tiny but it's not it's like so big and then like you're telling me the opposite you're like it's so small it doesn't even show up like these maps lie you, to us you like, literally can't see it whatsoever if you went on a world map you can't see it whatsoever <laughs> it's like a tiny dot and you'll just see Malta written down <laughs> i was like we just need to write to whoever makes these maps and like tell them to stop lying to us either like <laughs> show us the real depiction Alaska is actually this size. There's actually Malta here, like stop lying, like show us the real sizes of these maps. <laughs> and Julia, did I see that in Malta, they legalized uh, marijuana recently? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they have to grow. You can grow like, I think, two per household or something like that. So is it a pretty... Doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Is, is it a pretty progressive society then? No, not at all, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> There are so many people who are like, who are against it, um, mm. like older people, you know, mm. they're totally against it, don't want anything to do with it, thinks that like it's the worst and people are going to go from like weed to heroin or something like that, like straight jump, you know, younger people are okay, but older people, man, I'm telling you something is wrong. <laughs> and well, I guess those same older people, are they kind of shocked when they see how many tattoos you have? I get mixed reviews. There are like older people who are kind of, you know, those snobbish people who act like yeah. they they know more than you. They'll look at me and they'll give me this certain look, but then a lot of people are really okay with it. You know, I think because of how many I have, they, they just accept it now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a part of you. And you also have a high quality of work too. You know, I mean, it seems like the tattoos you have have been really thought out. 
Okay, it's interesting you say that about like the tattoos and stuff. Cause like, so I went to El Salvador and I don't have a lot of tattoos. I have like two. Um, I have this little like cat on my wrist, this little anime cat. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, so I went to like El Salvador and I like, I was wearing like this beautiful, like flowery dress and I have like the same length hair now, had it down. And I felt pretty nice and summery. Okay. Like it was pretty nice. And then like my cousin, like, like taps on the shoulder and she's like, you should cover that tattoo. And I'm like, my little tattoo. And she's like, yeah, it's associated with gangs. And I'm like, my, (laughs) (laughs) my little cat tattoo. And I'm wearing this flowery, this beautiful, long summer flowery dress. I want to meet the gang that that's their tattoo (laughs) emblem. (laughs) Exactly. I'm just like, I want to be down to join that gang. (laughs) (laughs) Ride or die with the anime kitten gang. We're the Kit Kats. That's how I feel whenever my mom comes around. I'm like, all right, have to wear long sleeve shirts because when I got my first tattoo, she didn't even, I don't think we talked on the the phone for like two months, which was unusual for us. Now, she never admitted that that's what it was, you know, but her silence spoke volumes. (laughs) But whereas my my dad is like also like conservative and stuff, but he thinks they're cool. I show them to him and he's, I think it's just because he's getting so much older, you know, he's just like, yeah. wow, individuality. That's cool. Never thought of that. You know, <laughs> you're right. Or you get like, they get to a point, at least like on my side of the world, like I feel like the older folks in my family get to a point where like, I just don't care. You're, yeah. you're already weird. Like I just give up. I can't, <laughs> there's nothing I can say. You're just weird. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, know. I remember oh, okay. showing them my like a uh, planchette necklace that I have. Ooh. I remember them just being like, what is that? I don't, a Ouija board. I'm like, hey, you guys know I have a ghost podcast. Like just leave me alone. Come on. Um, <laughs> That's like, why do I have to explain myself at this point? You already know. I know. Right. Well, Julia, I would love to hear your ghost story. So if you could walk us through what led to the experience, because I think there's a really big payoff at the end of your story. So yeah, we'd love to hear it. A friend group and uh, like my brother, myself and our friend group were staying at an apartment for like Christmas through New Year's and whatever right and uh my brother and i had to go home for some reason i'm not sure if it was like a christmas party or lunch or something um and on the way back he decided to take this it isn't exactly a road it goes into like an industrial estate and so the road over there is like a dirt road and he said you know because it's going to be shorter and like we get there quicker and stuff like that and um when we're going, there are no lights, like absolutely no street lights. And we get to this small bridge. And, you know, we're driving towards this bridge and everything looks normal. And all of a sudden, this guy pops up. I'm not sure if he's, he was wearing like a cloak. He was definitely wearing oil black. And he was just kind of... I don't know, like eerily at the side of the bridge, you know, that's kind of weird. And um, he slowly moved towards like the front of the bridge to like block us from moving. And, you know, I'm telling my brother, you know, that's a guy we have to stop. Uh, Maybe he needs help or something. And my brother did not like it whatsoever. So instead he like sped up the car. (laughs) And we did actually hit. So we hit the guy we felt the hit with the car uh, and we stopped because 
you know, you just hit something. And we get out of the car. He goes to look at the guy. He, the guy's gone. And I go to look at the front of the car and it's completely fine. But we felt, we felt oh like gosh. we hit something, you know? My brother and I just sort of looked at each other. He screamed at me to get into the car and he just like, you know, rushed off essentially. And we just, we never spoke about it ever since. Oh <laughs> As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. My name is Jenny Owen Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at BufferingCast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. I really enjoyed watching Stephanie's face as you were telling that story because I knew where it was going. So watching the anxiety build on her face. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to mute myself right now because I know I'm going to make a lot of sigh and gasp sounds. So I just want to be polite and not interrupt. But yes, I was like, oh no. Oh my gosh. It was so weird. Like it's, it's literally, we felt like we hit another car. That's how hard we hit the guy ghost. I don't know the thing. <laughs> Then he was just like all of a sudden gone and the car was fine. And oh, so gosh. we went back to the apartment and we poured each other a drink and we never spoke about it again. <laughs> oh my gosh. I wonder, did you see any like footprints or anything either? Like no, no. nothing, no. nothing. I'm, I'm literally sorry. shaking talking about it. <laughs> that is straight out of, I know what you did last summer. I mean, that yes. is. <laughs> yes. For sure. Um, and you know, it's interesting because like you were telling the story and I was thinking about how, you know, there's so many tales of like spirits and entities with bridges. Like, I don't know if you've ever like hear people's stories, but I know like in Denver, they, there's a couple of bridges, but one of them that was infamously known was like third bridge or something like that. 
and they there there were people here with like drums and children crying and all these things and like someone one of my friends she went with her brother and there was no reception by this bridge and they uh saw like handprints on the trunk in the back and there was like no one there um and so when you're telling the story i'm like what is it with these spirits and entities or wherever like hanging out by a bridge uh so yeah i just make it it's super fascinating too um and you even said you didn't see any like footprints you didn't see anything so it's just like you know you didn't you didn't just make this up because it's you and your brother two people who just saw this so and had it been a person there would have been all kind of damage to the car Mm -hmm. i mean you would have yeah you know i had uh in in college somebody was riding their bicycle um down the wrong way down the street and they hit my car uh, and they were fly. I mean, they were going fast and it did like $5,000 worth of damage to my car and no damage to their bike. And they were just a little sore. So, I mean, you know, you would have definitely, uh, had some damage, but I mean, that's like so dent. scary. Yeah. It did something. I mean, that's just, I don't know. I mean, it's really like, uh, something you would see out of a movie or something. I mean, it's so funny. Yeah, I mean, and I even, I just thought about this too. So when I was 18, I hit a deer at like five in the morning and it was like the scariest experience. And yes, I did not find the deer, but like I was saying, like there was a dent and there was like a patch of fur stuck on my, like the hood of my car. So it's just like, I know I hit that deer, even though it disappeared, like there was still a, at least a dent with like a blood, like a okay, it's all graphic here, but blood. And I yeah. was just like, okay. And I couldn't find the poor deer. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I did not make this up. I, you know, I just saw what I saw. Here's the evidence. And you're telling me like, there's no dent, there's nothing, no footprints. I'm still with that. It's like, wow, that, yeah. I, I, what was that? That stayed with me. (laughs) That stayed with me. Like I sometimes dream about it and like, I don't like admitting it. (laughs) So, I mean, it sounds like you can still like in your mind's eye, you can still really live that experience. Mm -hmm. Yes. But I mean, I remember the feeling of like my brother speeding up because I thought that it was like a person that needed help. Mm-hmm. So when my brother sped up, I was like, bro, you're going to hit this person, yeah. <laughs> Don't, you know, and then everything happened. And I was so shocked. I was like, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to think, you know. What did your brother think of it all? Like, does he believe that there's like, that was a ghost? What does, what are his thoughts on that? We never spoke about it. Not even when we got into the car, we never spoke about it. We just stayed silent on the way back to the apartment because it was like a five minute drive from over there. So Mm. like we got to the apartment, we poured the drink and that was that. We never, we never once spoke about it. Well, we've got him. He's coming in the Zoom right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Let's call him up. <laughs> Come on down. Um, yeah, that's truly, truly scary. And I think that would move the meter for anybody experiencing that. I mean, that that would be kind of shocking to the system in any way. I mean, just the fact seeing somebody in like a black cloak. I mean, is that common? attire for your area do people often walk around wearing black cloaks not at all (laughs) no so you know all of that is is spooky and since then have you ever seen anything else not to that degree like I may have you know 
I don't know, like one of my cats died and I would have thought that I saw it in the corner of my eye or something mm. mm-hmm. walking. And then when you look, there's nothing, but like, that's the extent <laughs> of like everything else. Have you had any sleep paralysis or anything like that? Yes, I get that quite a lot, actually. Okay. It, it, it's interesting because when it comes down to these like, um, like cloak figures, I feel like that's also another common thing that people have I've experienced like in the woods. Uh, there was this person that I remember talking about how they would see like almost like um, multiple people in cloaks, but they were ghosts. Like they weren't, mm. I'll try to find that Reddit, but there was like a Reddit post of like in sync, like there was like, it looked like three men in cloaks and just in the woods. And you would see it at night. And like this person was just like camping and they saw like three cloaked figures and they were just like moving like very, not in like very um, eerily, like very slow, not robotic, but it was just like, abnormal movements mm. and then you said the clo- i'm like oh that's scary and if you want to see that's a exactly figure, that's exactly how he was moving oh my too. god <laughs> i'm getting good i just gave me like goosebumps and chills um and it yeah. was kind of like he was floating if that makes sense yes. like he was moving so slow it's like he was floating yeah that's what they were saying so oh, they you. were saying that like yeah right like i don't and like it's like this interesting phenomenon that no one has like put a name to it or anything like that but a lot of people have seen them in threes usually they're not just like one cloaked figure it's like in Mm. threes and they move like have not just weird like not how we're moving right now right just slow and they were basically in sync in the woods and you're just like what is this you know like what's going on um and it's interesting because like this was in, in the United States and you're telling me in your part of the world that you're seeing something like that. Like that just gives me some chills, like major chills. Um, yeah. Thankfully, two of them stayed in the States and we only got one of them. Here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Was, was travel. Uh, well, I've seen enough Sabrina on Netflix to know that those must be demonic <laughs> if that's what they look like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love Sabrina. They are the goat so heads, you know. <laughs> I am curious. You said you have sleep paralysis. Now, in your sleep paralysis, do you ever see anything? Yeah, I see like a dark figure. Uh, he was once, once I remember, I kept on falling asleep. Like I couldn't move and like I would phase out and then phase back in and he would slowly be moving towards me until he was like right on top of mm. me. And that has stayed with me ever since. And uh, him and I are married now. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Is he like, why did you hit me with the car? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm here. <laughs> yeah, sleep paralysis is a, is a whole fascinating topic all of its own. Yeah. Um, I, so many people experience it. And before I realized that, I just thought I was crazy. Like it got to a point where I finally just went online and was like, what is happening to me? And then mm-hmm. I found a Reddit thread and I was like, oh, it's pretty normal. Okay. I feel, I feel better now. And I just. The fact that it's normal is so weird though. Yeah. Like people exactly. just accept it and it's like, why? <laughs> why? Mm-hmm. And, exactly. and the, yeah. And you can ask just like the most quote unquote normal of friends. And they'll be like, oh yeah, I've had that happen. You know, here's my story. A, a man sits at the end of my bed and stares at me. And I'm like, what? I just have spiders. I do not need <laughs> creepy men tickling my feet. Like, get out of here. It's interesting, right? Because of course, like I tell a lot of stuff, like spooky stuff on my on my platform. 
And every time like I'm meeting people like out and about, like through like a social gathering and I've mentioned the shadow people. Uh, yes, I am that person that talks about it even in, in, in social gatherings. But people are like, wait, that's a normal thing. And I'm like, yeah, a lot of people experience that. You didn't know that. And they're like their eyes just like get really big and they're like, I have to Google it now. And it's like, yeah, they even made like a whole documentary on it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, I, I understand. We know why it happens, quote, quote. But like, really though, like the nitty gritty, why though? Why are we seeing shadow people? And why are we paralyzed with shadow people? Like, that's not normal. That's some weird stuff. <laughs> yeah, my favorite is hearing somebody describe the hat man and then watching them Google it and see everybody else's depictions and then being like, oh my God, that's it, that's it, that's it. You know, it's- yeah. It's a, an odd communal experience. Yes. Sure. I think the creepiest story I read about the hat man was like these kids were having a sleepover, like, like these guys, these little boys were like having a sleepover. And I guess like one of them woke up screaming because like they were all in the living room. And I guess the hat man was just like watching over all the three boys. And I guess like, so he woke up, started screaming. And then like the other kid was awake and he thought he saw it too. So two of them out of like the group of five of them mm. saw it. And I'm just like, oh no, see that? No, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> yeah, confirmation is always the scariest, just like Julia and her brother. When, when people have these shared haunting experiences, that's literally what moves the needle for me. That's, mm -hmm. that's what has taken me from, you know, a three or four to an eight or a 10 at times. I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't know how you explain it. I just, I just yeah. don't. So yeah. that's where we are. Well, Julia, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Before we close things out, is there anything that you would like to plug or anything else you'd like to talk about? Uh, I just want to say thank you for having me on. This is like my first podcast experience. So it's very exciting. Um, you could follow me on Instagram at Hawkeye underscore 218. And I mean, that's my handle for all of my socials. So feel free. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, and thank you again for having me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was, it was a pleasure. And um, I think it's so cool to be able to connect with people all over the world. And this podcast has given me a format to be able to do that. I mean, my, well, yes, I love talking about the supernatural. I just love interviewing people because I think most people are way more interesting than they realize. And uh, this platform has allowed a safe space to show that and talk about things. And of course, Stephanie, we're always excited to have you on the podcast and fans. If you enjoy Stephanie on the podcast, look out in the future, because I think you might be seeing some more of her on the Real Hauntings platform. Stephanie, one more time, can you let people know where they can find you? Yeah, you can find me at, on TikTok, Stephanie, S-T-E-F-F-A-N-Y underscore strange. Uh, same thing for my Instagram. And then my YouTube does not have the underscore. So just Stephanie Strange. Yeah. So fans of the show, make sure you go and like and follow both of our guests, our co-hosts and guests content. We want to make sure we support all the people that support us. And Julia, before we get out of here, we would love it if you would do the outro with us and Stephanie, you as well. Sure. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, with that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm Stephanie Strange. I'm Julia Kalea. <laughs> <laughs>Hey, Jenny, have you um, ever heard of a vampire slayer? Do you mean the one girl in all the world with the strength and skill to fight the vampires, demons, and forces of darkness? I do. Oh, yeah, I've heard of her. Cool. My name is Jenny Owen Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together, we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. 
Never seen Buffy before? We will protect you. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? <laughs> Your search is at an <laughs> end, my friend, because we did exactly that. So if you've never watched Buffy, or if you're about to watch the series for the 14th time, come over and join us. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at BufferingCast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>